Hey there, Perfect Movie listeners. This is Steven. The episode you're about to hear was released one year ago this month on the bonus disc, the Patreon feed of the two Gomers. Our Patreon subscribers, we call them Gomertrons, get brand new episodes of Perfect Movie each month, plus the result show for every movie and additional bonus apps depending on what level you subscribe at. Now that a year has gone by, we're releasing the main Perfect Movie episodes to this feed so the public can hear them. If you want to stay up to date and hear these episodes a year in advance, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash twogomers to subscribe to the bonus disc. And if you like what you hear, make sure you check out Overcoming Runner's Block. That's our health podcast where we chase big goals, face our excuses, and invite a nation along for the run. You can find Overcoming Runner's Block wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, here's the episode. Happy listening. What is going on in your mind to come up with a movie like this? Director Bong Joon-ho was asked by a reporter on the carpet of the 2020 Academy Awards. The interviewer went on, It's original, it's interesting, it's also crazy as hell. Without missing a beat, the South Korean filmmaker, whose film would end up winning four Oscars that night, including the one for Best Picture, replied, Because I'm weirdo. (laughs) This was just the first of many moments that evening that would not only surprise home viewers, but would endear Bong Joon-ho to the high-class, pristine, and often holier-than-thou celebrity rabble gathered to celebrate themselves that evening. When he won the Oscar for Best Screenplay, he giggled and caressed it like it was a puppy. He jumped with joy when other movies beat his in technical categories like Best Production Design, that house though, and Best Editing. He spent most of his Best Director acceptance speech thanking the other directors who were nominated, and added that he'd quote, like to get a Texas chainsaw, split the Oscar trophy into five, and share it. And after the show, he sat glumly as the engraver worked on his many awards. I'm sorry for all this, he said to her. Hard work. Too many. (laughs) One would expect that Bong Joon-ho's winning film would be as whimsical, light on its feet, and irreverent as its director. One would be wrong. A comedy, yes, but like the interviewer on the red carpet, most viewers were baffled and amazed by the movie's genre-defying, definition-resisting, heart-wrenching, mind-bendingly dark social commentary. But hey, what do you expect from a weirdo? We're the two gomers. We're talking Parasite. And this is Perfect Movie. to Perfect Movie, a podcast where two regular guys try to save the universe one great film at a time. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hello, hello. Hey, man. So, we have another podcast called Runner's Block. Huh? Right? Oh, yeah, we do. (laughs) And... 
I wanted to talk a little bit about movie block or movie watching block. Like Uh-oh, the idea is this of, an, I hear a new oh. podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> movie block. No, right. now we have to record more podcasts. <laughs> we can't add any more, but we can blend. This is the premium blend. So we okay. can do like a movie block and like a, mm-hmm. what would be the other thing? Runners, perfect Oh, perfect or perfect running Runner's movie. movie. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Write it down. Content. Or perfect runner. That's true. Perfect runner. <laughs> so we've we've got tons of possibilities. Possibilities there, are endless. Yeah. There is a possible block to watching uh-huh. a movie like this. And what I wanted to refer to it is I want to have a little subtitle chat. Okay. So we're doing Parasite today. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention that. Although the cold <laughs> open, you heard that. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, we are. We I always feel like now that we do perfect movies is once a month. Uh huh. Oh right. And yeah. because your internet was out last week, we had to postpone it. It was like five weeks before movies. I, I mean, yeah, between right. movies. Yep. That it's like we're a little rusty, so I can't remember. Do we intro the? When do we? Who cares? Yeah. We're doing Parasite. No uh-huh. And so the the runner or the movie block you're presenting here is subtitles. Subtitles, right? So okay. Subtitles can be intimidating. And actually, okay, so I heard this interview. Mm-hmm. So we're doing Parasite. We're going to have a great guest later. G. Lee's coming on. We're going to have a trial. We're going to put this movie on trial, see whether yeah. or not it's a perfect movie. We're going to put mm-hmm. put forth some evidences or pieces of evidence, some exhibits. Yeah. Um, but, he, but I heard this interview with Bong Joon-ho, the writer, director. Mm-hmm. And here's what he said. Here's how you overcome this block. Okay. Okay. So uh, this is if people are like... I'm not going to go to the movie to read. I don't read. (laughs) Right. I can read a book at home. Yeah. We talked about this on Farewell, too. Like, I I want to watch a movie. I don't want to read. I just want to escape. Right? Yep. Yeah, definitely. And here's what he said. He said, once you overcome the one-inch tall barrier of subtitles, you Mm -hmm. will be introduced to so many more amazing films. Yeah. So that one-inch tall barrier that block right and how long would you say it takes you to forget Mm. that you're even watching a subtitle movie like for me i actually think it takes maybe five to ten minutes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you have to get used to like you're saying the one inch block which is like so your your eyes are moving differently when you're watching a movie Mm -hmm. with subtitles that's why i think that when uh, you always tell the story about Crouching Tiger, right? Where you're like, when do they start speaking English? Oh, geez. Okay, so Alex, this is this is back in college. This is yeah. so basic. I feel terrible about this. But this is college me just being a bonehead. Alex <laughs> brought me to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which I hadn't heard of. Although I did know that Yo-Yo Ma was on the score. So I was super right. pumped about that. Uh-huh. Great score. But you know how a lot of movies, we've told this story before, but a lot of movies you go like, so like Hunt for Red October is a perfect example. Okay. Okay. Pertinent. I didn't remember that was subtitled. Well, the opening, Sean uh-huh. Connery, it's all in Russian with oh, subtitles. I see. Got it. Okay. Okay. And then at some point it transitions into English. You know what I mean? I see. They, they do like an effect where they'll swing the camera around and you'll, right. you'll get that they're still speaking in Russian, but for some reason through movie magic, you can understand them in English. Yep. It's like, okay, all of a sudden, you know Russian. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, definitely. Yep. They, and for some reason, Sean Connery had like a 
Scottish accent in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did that work? I wonder what Russians were like. Oh, this is this is a new thing, a Scottish yeah. Russian accent. Right. Yeah. It's like James Bond. But you got to watch that movie. I know you haven't seen that since like forever, and it's actually amazing. I'm but waiting. You you actually have told me several times, don't watch it because you yeah. want me to wait until we do it on Perfect Movie. Yeah, don't watch that and don't watch Secret of My Success by Michael J. Fox or with Michael J. Fox. <laughs> by Michael J. Fox. <laughs> he sat down one day and wrote Secret of My Success. The vehicle that is the secret of my success for his amazing acting, which it actually there's so many great eighties in New York. I mean, that event, the Venn diagram for that movie and me is like, is Anthony. Yeah. New York eighties, mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox. Yep. Uh, crazy eighties music. Okay. Anyways. So Alex brought me to crouch and tiger hidden dragon. And mm-hmm. I thought that was going to happen. You know, like yeah. I thought at some point, and yep. so then my dumb college brain was like, I gotta read the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, so yeah, you need to get over that barrier. So what I was gonna say about that okay. was that it's different when you're watching an action movie like that, mm, where mm-hmm. actually there's long swaths of where there's no dialogue at all, and you're able sure. to, and the Yo Yo Ma score, of course, mm-hmm. a movie like Parasite, where it's so dialogue heavy. Yes, I think you have to. There's something that you need to learn in the moment how to watch this movie differently. Yes. But I love what Bong Joon-ho says, which is if you refuse to learn that, you're taking mm. yourself out of tons of amazing mm. experiences. Totally. You're going to miss so much by not jumping over that barrier. Like yep. the the world of movies and stories mm-hmm. and people that you're going to hear and see and celebrate mm-hmm. like we've been trying to do is yeah. very limited to our favorites, right. you know, the Spielberg era, which we love. Sure. Uh-huh. But your eyes are going to be opened and there's going to be a, a, a world of possibilities. So like, you know, when you go to the Golden Globes, they have the international features. They yep. even they have that in the Academy Awards. And you're going to see a ton more movies. I have, okay, I have one Gomer's tip real quick. Okay, love it. Is that okay? So please, if you're new to the Gomer's, Stephen and I are the two Gomer's and... Mm-hmm. Basically, we share tips. So <laughs> that was hard for people to understand. I'm sure they couldn't put that together. <laughs> you see, we are humans. <laughs> humans tip of the week. We're humans. There and we, we go. Tips. <laughs> I stole this tip from you. Uh huh. And here's the tip to watching a movie with subtitles. And I agree. After five, ten minutes, you do forget. Like, yeah, I, I think your mind starts to be like, oh, okay. I'm yeah. going to use the reading part of my brain as well as the enjoyment mm-hmm. of movies part of my brain. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so the tip is, uh-huh. and I stole this from you, one screen at a time. Ooh. Love, oh, my gosh. It is impossible to watch a movie with subtitles yes. and have a different screen open. Your <laughs> right, phone so- open, you're not going to understand <laughs> anything. Or doing laundry. exactly yes so like that's the thing like sometimes you turn on a movie like you know me in the martian or secret life of walter mitty sure i just turn those on to like do the dishes or right yeah Yeah. do housework or whatever or make reads this movie you so with subtitles you have to pay attention you know what i mean like so get rid of your phone unless Mm -hmm. you're taking notes for a podcast and need to pause stuff and like rewind to go back pausing there, there was I have to say I paused this movie quite a few times. And yeah, yeah, definitely. So one screen at a time is my uh kind of like Gomer's tip. And then I do have a little anxiety about 
feeling like I'm a bit of a slow reader. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know what I mean, like, yeah. I'm always yeah. afraid. I'm, like, whenever they put something on the screen, like a paragraph, yeah. you know, like a movie that's like, and then Lincoln, like, this is what happened, at, you know. Sure. Like, there's a title card before the, like. Right. Or even, like, at the end of a movie where they're like, and this yes. person went to jail and died there. Sure. And, like, but it's, Rudy. A, it's, it's a, right, exactly. Like, I don't here's think that everything happens, that Rudy, happened but. with the people from Rudy. Like, his brother this, 100%, his dad that. Yes. And I'm always like, read fast. <laughs> or I won't, I won't understand. <laughs> what, what happened to Rudy's brother? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so uh, do, do you feel like you're able to keep up as a... Oh, yes. A, 100%. Yeah. I, I felt like I was able to follow it, keep up. Mm-hmm. One other thing that I actually did see about the subtitles is, and this was pretty neat, was that neat. <laughs> oh, neat. Wow, neat. Was that his friend, Bong Joon-ho, has a friend that like did the subtitles for him. So it wasn't just like okay. they sent the movie off and then some random subtitle maker did oh. the subtitles. But the cool. subtitles were actually made by a friend. They talked about it. They kind of uh-huh. like storyboarded some things. And some of the things that happened, so like, for example, WhatsApp. Uh-huh. Right. Wasn't they don't actually use WhatsApp. They actually used a different app. But in the English subtitle, they used WhatsApp. Okay. So that the English reader would be like, okay. Like, cause I think it was a different particular like texting app that they used. I love that. And actually it reminds me of something that G said that. Please remind me to ask her about this, okay. about Bong Joon-ho's translator when he accepted ah. the Academy Award. Okay. That for some reason, that translator was able to translate like the the spirit of what he was saying inclu- okay. it, a- along with just the words. Oh, that's cool. I wonder if it's the same person. Yeah, I I'm not sure. The, the, I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure that a translator would be different than a subtitle person. But I, sure. l- I love may, maybe he chooses people like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want you to just translate me word for word. I want people to understand what I'm saying. Yeah, the, the spirit that rules, yeah. dude. I love that. Yeah. There was another time, like, when he makes his fake, you know, like, transcript from Oxford. Mm-hmm. Right, like, yeah. It wasn't Oxford. It was a different school. Okay. So like cool. they use that just just as like little examples of like this is what we mean. Like this is what yeah. that would mean, you know. Yep. A- and imagine I guess communicating through somebody else. Yeah. You would want your heart and spirit and like what you mean yeah. to come across. So there's probably a lot of trust that needs to go into that. And I actually think watching this movie that really worked for me. Mm-hmm. I really felt like yeah. it this doesn't feel like just a word for word translation. This feels like it's good dialogue. Yes. Right? Like it's tightly written Uh and that must be so hard to do in the translation. So great tips. Get over that subtitle block, people, because there's so much richness out there. Mm. Um, We've mentioned Academy Awards a couple times and I want to talk about that a little bit. Can I say one more thing about subtitles? Okay, sure. That's helped me learn how to do it. Well, is that I'm getting old. Yep, and true. so <laughs> sometimes I will just do closed captions mm. on just West Wing. Well, <laughs> because totally. because I can't I can't hear what they're saying anymore. I think that sometimes we're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this is very embarrassing. Oh boy, and I'll just say, guys, can I just put the closed captions on? Uh-huh. <laughs> because. Oh, and also, you know about the sweaty remote 
right? Which is like, is, is the music too loud? Is the mix right? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and sometimes yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I, I'm tired of trying to friggin' figure out how to get the vocals in this movie. Yeah. Correct. Like when you have friends and, over, because I remember yeah. we, we watched, I think it was Inception with uh-huh. some friends, which is like, there yes. are so many loud noises and br- bass trombones. Interstellar, I can understand maybe <laughs> half of what they're saying. Why, why does he mix his movies like that? I mean, uh, uh, I have yeah. a little bit of an issue with you, Christopher Nolan, where Tenet, I'm like, I get it, but it would help if I could understand what Robert right. Patton is actually saying. <laughs> Instead right. of constantly being like... <gasps> <laughs> and me trying to understand what the heck he's saying. So it, that that's like the uh, like you're right. Inception, Interstellar, mm-hmm. closed captions are like a must for me right now because I can never get the balance right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know the sweaty remote feeling so well. Yeah, from that Inception incident, and you're like <laughs> constantly going up and down, and like even on our screen, it like says uh-huh. what it is. So like it's like you yeah. can't even do it covert. You know, like up and down. It's like oh, everybody's you mean it's got the it's got the volume, the <laughs> yeah, volume bars like I can't figure out how to turn it off. It's like that is embarrassing. Cause it's the best one. You could just do it covert. Like it's like, wow, this movie is mixed so well. It's like, yeah, I'm mixing it live, dude. Yeah, totally. You're just you're just you just have care for people. I mean, hopefully people know you're doing that because you love them. Oh, for sure. And it is like, I don't know, that that explosion's too loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're being loving. Just click, 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 click down a little bit. But when all that's going on, there's you're losing, especially if it's like a dense movie. Mm-hmm. That's the issue with Christopher Nolan movies. They're not right. only like loud and blappy. Yes. But also you're constantly trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And so you need the dialogue. Right. That's got to be on purpose. Do you think he does that on purpose? So that you have to watch it multiple times. I mean, yeah. So I actually, in my whole life, I... St- sit in front of trumpets mm-hmm. and trombones so <laughs> okay right you're the, used to sitting in front of blaps <laughs> all the time so like imagine having a conversation we should just uh-huh. play a trombone sound right now while, while we're trying to have a conversation like how much of it can you <laughs> and closed captions doesn't quite work on a podcast format oh yeah that's no, the unfortunate part no way to read it when we started watching the office like i'll, I'll uh-huh. truly confess that like in new york the British Office, right. so Ricky Gervais, right. the Steve British Merchant, Office, yep, mm-hmm. totally the first season of that. We watched that with subtitles. Uh, uh, no shame. I th- I think if, if you're watching a show where the the accents are thick, mm-hmm. it's like the closed captions really help. Yep. Yeah. So uh, so, anyways, I, I I don't know if it's my age or my inability to properly balance my sound bar, but I do put closed captions on pretty often yeah. at this point. Uh-huh. And so I think I, my eyes are now trained to uh, kind of zip up and down sure. to that to that half inch, okay, one so inch block of text. That's actually a third practical Gomer's tip. So we started with Bong Joon-ho, get over mm-hmm. the subtitles, get over that barrier. Number two, yep. one screen at a time, you have to actually pay yep. attention. And mm-hmm. number three, watch stuff with the closed captioning on and right. then you're just training yourself to read <laughs> take out the stigma of closed captions embrace it says right. i nice okay here's here's the uh, have we done th- this parasite won best picture in 2020 mm-hmm. at the 2020 oscars mm-hmm. which yep. means that it was for the 
year 2019, right? Right. That's always weird. Yeah. I think it's like February to January or something. Okay. But it, the 11, the bulk of it is within that 2019 year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. We have done Forrest Gump. That was another uh, another best picture winner. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have we done any other ones? Am I forgetting? I think this is our second best picture. I think so too. Yep. So I was thinking about... Unless Alien won. <laughs> well... Sigourney Weaver was nominated for Best Actress for Aliens, which is awesome, and mm-hmm. I wish she had won, but I don't mm-hmm. think Alien was, I don't think, they weren't doing much genre movies back then, or now, right. for Best Picture stuff. Um, right. Okay, so, then I was thinking, but what about 2021? Or 2020, mm-hmm. I mean. like, mm-hmm. And so I looked back at the Oscar nominees... Best Picture yep. nominees for 2020, sorry, 2019 versus 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the year that Parasite was nominated, 2019, sorry, 2020. It's so confusing. I'll just say 2020. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I saw all nine movies that were nominated. Wow. Okay. Can and you list all, them real quick? Yeah. Uh, they're all movies that have big titles and you would recognize them Ford okay. v Ferrari, the Irishman, yep. Jojo rabbit, oh, yeah. Joker, yep. little women, marriage mm-hmm. story, 1917, once upon a time in Hollywood and parasite. Mm. Okay. Yep. I saw all of those. Okay. Then I looked at 2021. Uh huh. And I saw one of them, and only because you told me to watch it after the Oscars. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. Okay, no, wait, I've seen two of them. I, I've, okay. So I, I've seen Minari, and I've seen Nomadland, which won. Okay. And you said you have to watch this. Aaron and I watched it, and it's mm. great, so I watched it, yep. and it is great. But uh, the other ones I've sort of heard of, yeah. but haven't I haven't seen any of them. My my question is, is that pandemic related? Oh, 100%. That's okay. So sorry. I kind of sounded like, duh. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I think it is too, but I can't quite explain why. Sure. Because, well, um, I, I just, dude, I just think the year, we, we don't need to say it again and again and again, but the year, it was the year where everything was canceled. It was the year where everything was shifted or reinvented or reimagined and so like we love going to see movies in the theater because they weren't in the theater okay so let's think about it this way they weren't in the theater so then it wasn't as much of an event so it's like okay i'll get to it if i'm gonna watch it but now that you're on my tv that has every app and every streaming service you know and it's just not as it's so many choices not like a movie capital m movie Yeah, yeah yeah that's it and and so yeah, so Nomadland you can watch on Hulu. I th- and I think it actually went straight to Hulu. Mm, if I'm, okay. I, I think it w- it would like three of these movies. I mean Nomadland, then Trial of Chicago Seven, which I would oh, like to see. That. That's that's isn't that a um? It's Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin, right? Yeah, that's, we watched that's that on a Saturday. Netflix movie. Okay, mm-hmm. Mank was Netflix. So like, the, a lot of them were just like funded by. And released onto streaming platforms immediately. I'm sure they showed in movie mm-hmm. theaters 
in mm-hmm. limited release also. But there's something about that too, right? Now streaming services are making their own movies, putting them out on the services that they own. Yeah. And and for some reason that makes me feel weird. Like like not everybody can I guess not everybody could watch them before either because you have to pay to go to the theater. But it just right. feels like, well, this is a Netflix movie. You can only watch it if you're buying our service and we made the movie. That feels right. weird. Well, I wonder if it's uh, you're seeing profiting mm-hmm. like more blatantly than than is probably always there. You know what I right. mean? Right. Like, like you're like, I have to go to your theater <laughs> to see this. Like, And I actually think that's how it used to be in the olden days. Like, yeah. Like Warner Brothers right. would own theaters. Yep. And they would totally. play their movies in their theaters and they would have the red carpet and they would have their premieres in their theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe it's going back to that and maybe it will again now that like AMC is bankrupt or whatever. Not mm-hmm. AMC. Is that right? I think it's like, AMC, yeah. Yeah, the, mov- the, the big movie theater companies are going bankrupt. And so will like Disney start buying these theaters and yeah, you can I don't only mean to- see... Black Widow at these <laughs> right. theaters. <laughs> I, I got minor goosebumps. I'm thinking about Laura, who we just had on Runner's Block, who's like the biggest Disney fan of all time. Right. It would be kind of amazing if there were like these little tiny Disney theaters everywhere, like di- little little right. tastes of Disney World. Oh, sure. You yeah, know what I, I like mean? That. Like, yeah, like the Disney like, store was before that went bankrupt. <laughs> right. <laughs> like just little little hints of Disney all over the place. But sure. I... I feel like I remember, like, growing up, remember mm-hmm. you'd go to Westgate in Madison yep. for, like, yeah. was that, like, the art films? Or yeah, maybe that right, was... Hi- exactly. No, Mineral... High, no. high, high, what was that other mall? I can't remember. Yeah, there, there was... <laughs> it's a Target now, I think. But there was, yeah, like, yeah. a really the, ritzy mall, like, a really yes. ritzy mall with a movie theater attached. Yep. And you could watch, like, the C.S. Lewis movie right that yeah. anthony hopkins was in and you could see it anywhere else that yes. kind of thing yeah yeah i remember i saw march of the penguins there okay right and yep. loved it mm-hmm. so, and then but i remember though there you it's not that every movie was at every place you're totally right yeah it's like this theater had these and yeah i, I had forgotten about that so that's kind of similar i guess so I yeah yes but i know what you mean like if you wanted to watch nomadland and it's mm-hmm. not in a theater. You have to get Hulu, or you can't watch it. Right. Uh-huh. Or like so we've that feels a little heard of some just me. stealing usernames, <laughs> password. Just get your sister's password. <laughs> Actually, I think Julie has my password for Hulu. We we have like a barter system in our family. Okay. Sure. Where like we all pay for different services and steal each other's passwords, and we're okay with that. I, I just I was so dismayed when I read the nominees. And I was like, but I mm. haven't, I haven't seen any of yeah. the, I haven't seen the huge bulk of these, and I haven't even heard of some of them. Yeah, I know. What have I become? I only knew of most of them because of pop culture happy hour. Right. Sure. Chatting about it, but and yep. when we watched Trial of Chicago Seven, there's yeah. so much. Um, uh, what? Why can't I think of the movie? Sorkinism. Um, oh, uh, there's like, so many Sork. There are no pratfalls. We were waiting for oh, pratfalls. There wasn't a single pratfall, which is like one of my favorite. You need Josh Lemon Lyman for that. <laughs> but what's the yep. trial movie that I that we did on Perfect Movie, dude, with Tom Cruise? 
Oh, a few good men. A, a few good men. Yeah. Sorry, Julie. <laughs> but there was there's so many like lines and nods really? to like a few good men, and then okay, and then also the dude from Forrest Gump, uh, Hoffman, like the guy that wears the flag all the time, that introduces Forrest Gump. Oh you right, know, on, yeah. On the yep, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. That it's about him, right? It's it, about he, him and his. He's a big part. People. Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh right, and yeah. The whole movie, Aaron and I just kept going. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Wonderful. <laughs> also, he's Borat. Like in the same year, it's oh, so yeah, weird. Definitely. So they're doing Sweeney Todd and Sasha Baron oh. Cohen. We in in a theater in town. Noah's going to probably try out. Sasha Baron Cohen is incredible in it. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I, I'd forgotten he was in the trial of Chicago 7. That's definitely, and see, that's the thing. I've, it's That's been on my to-watch list for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot about it. Okay. Like, you're not supposed to forget about movies that eventually are nominated for Best Picture. I, I don't know. It just right. feel, every, everything just feels so weird to me right now, dude. I can't, and, and this was just another reminder about how weird just I was so locked in and engaged on Parasites here. Yeah. And then I was like, huh? Right. What? The Academy a what? I oh. know. Well, it was even kind of like the awards weren't gonna happen or they would happen somehow, but like on Zoom or you right. know, like yeah. how are they gonna do it? And they postponed it a lot. Like yeah. isn't it normally in early in the spring? And now it was almost in May this year. Right. Like halfway. I think it's through. usually in February. Yeah, that's when we're always we're always like trimming down, mm-hmm. trying to get into that cool tux or suit for the Gomers <laughs> Oscar chat red carpet. <laughs> we have to be at our best. <laughs> Although almost always during Oscar season, I actually am trying to lose weight because it's like still really huh? Oh, it's well, it's like you build up all yep. the way to Christmas. Yes. Right. Then January, February, March, all the way to my birthday. It's always a downward trajectory. Yeah. Hit June, July, goes up, goes mm. back down for a couple of months, and then just gradually crescendos. Yes. The circle of weight. <laughs> the circle of weight. All right. Well, that reminds me. We should we should do the one sheet. Mm, I'll tell you okay. why it re- that little song reminds me of that when we get to the one sheet. Oh, great. And then I want to oh, read yeah. the I want to read the DVD Blu-ray cover and and i want to bring gian because i cannot wait yes oh and also i have a clip if we if we do end up getting to it about Uh what a parasite is from how to train your dragon the tv show i was (laughs) half asleep (laughs) that is a deep cut (laughs) not how to train your dragon but how to train your dragon tv show dragons race to the edge season five episode one okay I, i can't wait i'm sure everyone will be like oh i remember that I, I heard the word parasite as I was half asleep and the girls were watching it. And I was like, wait, what? This is Remind what a parasite it. is. This is what a symbiotic relationship and this is a parasitic relationship. A symbiotic relationship. Precisely. Symbi- what? Symbiosis is the interaction between two different organisms living in close physical association, typically to the advantage of both. However, this can often lead to parasitism. Para what? Parasitism. It's a non-mutual symbiotic relationship between species where one species, the parasite, benefits at the expense of the other, the host. Take you and Hookfang. The two of you, if you're flying together in perfect harmony, that's symbiotic. However, when Hooky benefits at your expense, i.e. you getting nothing, parasitic. Hookfang. So, Parasite, 
released November mm-hmm. 8th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Comes in at two hours, 12 minutes. I thought it was fast, dude. Yes, we'll, definitely. We'll get there. It's Odd, oddly fast. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. Maybe it's because you're okay, reading. Great. Like <laughs> it's the <laughs> reading thing again. <laughs> Budget eleven point four million dollars. I mean, that is not a lot for an Oscar winner. Like, I wonder if you can yeah. look at budget to Oscar winner. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I guess a lot of times Oscar winners though are more are uh, you know, a lot very thought provoking, not necessarily blockbuster. I don't know. When I saw this too, I was thinking, I wonder how much went into that house. Oh, you just gave me goosebumps. It's the coolest house. That maybe house, one of the coolest dude. houses I've seen in a movie. Best house. Best perfect house, house. And, and perfect food too in this movie. Like rammed oh, on. Ooh. Like I didn't have anything. I want I want to talk about perfect food with G. Uh, I, okay. I had nothing in my house that looked this yummy. And I was so <laughs> bummed. <laughs> how depressing. Yeah. This movie grossed at the box office, 53 million in the US, 200 mm-hmm. almost 260 million worldwide. Huge. Huge, totally. Yep. Four Oscar wins, best picture, best director, best original screenplay and best international feature film. Yeah. So this it's was awesome. the first international best picture and director, am I right? The first international director. Non-American director to win Best Director. Okay. Yeah. Other movies released around this time. You already mentioned a ton of them, 1917. Oh, you didn't mention 1917. That's one that would be fun Mm. to talk about. Yes, definitely. I I loved it, and I was just looking for the cameras the whole time. (laughs) How did they do it? The first time, actually, I think I thought too much about the Mm. the spectacle. Yeah, you're right. Oh, interesting. That's a good point. Like subtitly in that respect, like how right, are they right, doing what, it? This what way? is it? Your right brain or your left brain is working too hard, and so you're constantly yep. thinking about like survivor style. Where's the camera? Right. How how did they do it? <laughs> yep. We're gonna get. Uh, we'll, we'll mention more of the re- the movies released later if we get to it because it's kind of goes into one of my main pieces of evidence. But it's a lot. Spoiler alert: It's a lot of superhero movies and a yep. lot of sequels and a lot of franchisees. And a lot of remakes, including Lion King, which is my funny, funny joke oh. I made just now. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, the 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 live action, in mm-hmm. quotes, Lion King came out that summer too. Okay. A so that- huge year for movies. I mean, just an incredible oh. amount of not not only excellent movies, but just so the just the box office. Totally. That's another thing, dude. If you compare to like 2019. Just the highest ever box mm-hmm. office year in yeah. existence, and then just the bottoming out that happened in 2020 yes. is is so intense. Yeah, looking at those numbers, that's insane. I mean, we've got Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, right? Star on here. Wars we've got and Frozen. Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Frozen oh. Two. By <laughs> the way, Story those are four. all Disney. Can you believe that? Toy Story, Toy, to- all of those that we just listed: <laughs> Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Frozen Two, Toy Story Four, Lion King, and Endgame are all Disney. Dang. Insane. That Lion King right over TS4 I wrote down here on the one sheet. Yeah. I imagine a, a live action Toy Story 4. It practically is. It's so good. Remember I told right. you it was, it's so good. It makes me mad how good it looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was offended when I went from Toy Story 1 to Toy Story 4. How <laughs> right. oh, dare you? <laughs> totally. Rotten Tomatoes, 98% critic yeah. and 90% audience. 
people liked it. People people love this movie, critics and audiences alike. We should yep. mention we haven't done this yet. Uh-huh. This movie we're gonna spoil. So yeah, we didn't. I don't think we've spoiled anything yet, right? Not of this movie, but in every other episode we've ever done, we've spoiled everything. So I oh, think yeah. people people are used to that. Right. Totally. Well, <laughs> but as we get into the trial, there there will be spoilers. So go watch the movie. Um, be warned. There's graphic. Right bloody stuff and violence mm-hmm. and language and whatnot so and significant twists and turns so if you don't oh, want yeah. that spoiled then yes you know before the trial just watch it on hulu sweet let me read the back of the i found the back of the blu-ray oh nice. it says this a nerve-wracking masterpiece that's from vulture mm. meet the park family the picture of aspirational wealth and the kim family rich in street smarts but not much else Hmm. Be it chance of fate, these two houses are brought together and the Kims sense a golden opportunity. Masterminded by college-aged Kiwu, the Kim children expediently install themselves as tutor and art therapist to the parks. Soon, a symbiotic relationship forms between the two families. The Kims provide indispensable luxury services while the parks obliviously bankroll their entire household. When a parasitic interloper threatens the Kim's newfound comfort, a savage, underhanded battle for dominance breaks out, threatening to destroy the fragile ecosystem between the Kims and the Parks. By turns darkly hilarious and heart-wrenching, Parasite showcases a modern master at the top of his game. I kind of like this back of the Blu-ray. It tells you what it's about, not just what happens. Well, maybe I don't like that. I don't know. It's like, okay, now I know what this movie's about. I can't wait to get into the trial to talk about it, though. Yes. I I do feel like with American audiences, the Mm -hmm. bar of entry, we talked about the block already. Yeah. Something new. I have to read, et cetera, et cetera. I think that does help. Like okay, I do too. this this is You're what right. I, this is what it's gonna be about. Like you need to sell it a little bit, or else they'll yep. be like, "Now nah, just watch Bill and Ted's again." And they do sort of even they even give away the twist. The, they I mean, this totally movie has do. a lot of twists and turns, but there is a significant turn. The right. parasitic interloper, which they are saying, I think in this that that's why the movie is called Parasite. I'm not quite sure that's true, but, but they say it anyway. They give that away in the, in the description. Uh, it's very that's interesting. That's like the biggest twist. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and it's fascinating to me that yeah. they call them the Parasite because that's something I right. wanted to ask you is who is the Parasite? Great. I That's in... exactly what I mean. They are, they are telling you on the back of the box, yeah. this is what the Parasite that... is, and I'm not quite sure I agree. That copywriter is... Explain in the movie, I like in a really good way, but in that respect, that's only a point of view. But for all we know, this is another one of Bong Joon Ho's friends. True, <laughs> that is, true. That's writing okay. this Blu-ray copy. Maybe if we can find he that out, that friends. we we know more what the like who yeah. the intended parasite was. Right. Um, it's rated R, like you said, two hours twelve minutes. Good news, nation. It's in color, even though I heard they re-released it in theaters in black and white. Really. Um, yeah, for for select audiences. So that sounded interesting to me. I just read that this morning. That, um, that, yeah, the that blood, would be interesting to watch. There's a lot of blood. Yeah. As you texted me, you were like, "Hey, I don't know if you should watch it this with Aaron tonight. I know you guys were having a really like shalomi um, <laughs> Sabbath, and this might not be the best way to end it. Uh, there's a lot of blood. <laughs> well, and and it almost lulls you into thinking that there won't be. And oh, okay, never mind. We can't right. talk anymore. Let's let's go into the trial. 
All right. Because I'm sure we have a lot to talk about there. Let's play the trailer to get us kind of in that space, and then mm-hmm. we will put Parasite on trial. G, we'll, we'll introduce you in a second, but just just go with whatever that stupid thing was. It's 12 years of inside joke that oh happened right goodness. there. Here we are in the here we are in the trial. We're gonna put Parasite on trial. Actually, I'll introduce you right now, G. Hi, G. Hi. How are you? Anthony, I'm do you want to introduce G? Or yeah, you're her friend. Yeah. So this is my friend G. Thank you so much for being here. She is the choir director and worship team coordinator from Passion City Church. Mm-hmm. And I've had the amazing opportunity for the last four years to just see her work and see the way that she serves and loves people. And so we are so glad to have you on the pod, G. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. Now, G, I also heard a rumor about Dunkin' Donuts, something yes. about Dunkin' Donuts. Something like about you're from, a, you're from a Dunkin' Donuts family. Is this I true? I sure am. Yes. My family went into the Dunkin' business, which, by the way, it's been rebranded to Dunkin'. Oops, sorry. In case you Ooh. didn't know. Oh, in man. the early 80s. So we are longtime Dunkin' lifers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's oh, a Dunkin' something. Donuts University in Boston, Massachusetts. So if you've ever been to Boston, you will see Dunkin' Donuts everywhere. <laughs> huh, yeah, wow, because yeah. that's huh. where it started, right? I it, think. Yes, that's okay. correct. Got it. 
Mm-hmm. And so have you been in Atlanta your whole life? Pretty much since okay. I was about two. And then uh, for school, I went away. Yeah, because you lived okay. in Australia gotcha. at Hillsong for yep. a while, I right? lived in Athens for um, university, University of Georgia. Oh, yeah, go and dogs. Then a couple years. Yeah, that's that. right, go dogs. And then a couple <laughs> years later, felt like I needed to go back to school. I don't know why, but no, really. Huh. I went, <laughs> uh, moved uh, to the other side of the world to Sydney, Australia for about three and a half years. And then been back in Atlanta ever since. Awesome. And yeah. d- dunking it up, I mean, is is this going to pass to you? Are you going to be a dunk like a Duncan <laughs> owner or I something? I probably or, will not be because I okay. have not been in the family business this whole time. My brother, however, I is see. already operating at full steam. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I actually think we probably need to record an entire episode about because <laughs> I have twenty or more questions that I want to ask you, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> we're here to put the movie Parasite on trial. Yes. Um, just let me go through the, the rules, how this works, just in case this is this is people's first episode. We take a movie we love. Mm-hmm. Anthony and I have a long list of movies that we love. We take a movie that we love, we talk through it, and then we act as its defense counsel in kind of an imaginary trial where we bring exhibits to the fore and attempt to prove to one another, and to our listener that the movie isn't only good, but it's perfect. Nice. And when we're done, our listeners act as judge, jury, and possibly executioner. (laughs) I get a vote. Anthony gets a vote. And if our listeners vote 75% yes or more, that's a yay. And the movie is perfect. We put it on a flash drive. We give it to Will Smith or (laughs) Jeff Goldblum. They take it up to the harvesters. Those are the aliens from Independence Day. They show them these movies, and oh those goodness. aliens are converted, and they don't <laughs> destroy New York City. So that's how this works. That's incredible. <laughs> um, so that, that's what we're going to try to do with Parasite. How confused will these aliens be oh when gosh. they see this movie? <laughs> I can't wait. They're in for their, yeah, <laughs> they're in for it. <laughs> Gee, we asked you on because... Anthony sent me some Insta posts that you had. Mm-hmm. And so then I stalked you for a while too, sorry, on Instagram. To, <laughs> and, but in particular, the, the posts that you had about Parasite were really intriguing to us. So we thought it would be great to have you on. And so I'm looking forward to the conversation. I, I think that this is a, we already talked quite a bit about it in the intro, but this is a unusual movie. In particular, mm-hmm. I think to, it was a stretch kind of for, me and Anthony, and I'll just speak to to myself that it, it's a a movie that I was not. I wasn't like, oh, I've seen a million of these, right? <laughs> so unusual, but so intriguing, and I loved it the first couple times I saw it, and then I watched it again for the podcast. But I, I'm really looking forward to the conversation about it. So, uh, one question I had right at the top: you mentioned in your post that this isn't necessarily. Like, like you, it, it was such a meaningful moment when Bong Joon-ho won, the, the movie won Best Picture, he won Best Director. Yes. So we want to talk about that. And we also want to talk about, you mentioned that is, it isn't necessarily your genre of movie. Right, like, right, like it's all like we a definitive right. Yes, it's not (laughs) anywhere in my wheelhouse of what I would normally watch. Right, yeah. (laughs) So I don't know if you could just take us through. So you you went with your mom to the movie. Is that right? Yes. So my mom had already seen it because uh, my mom is 
an avid movie watcher as I am, and she gets pretty early notice of when movies that are either in Korean or a lot of foreign language mm. movies come to the cinemas here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And typically it shows in one theater. Okay. So she had, she had already seen it. I'd seen it take off and it was, you know, as we all saw, was uh, getting a lot of buzz. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it got nominated, obviously, for Best Picture. And that's when I sort of got curious as okay. to, well, maybe I should go see this movie. I'm not inclined. You, you guys are talking about the fact that subtitles could be a barrier mm -hmm. i'm not really one i typically am multitasking a lot of times if i'm not at the theater okay. if i'm watching something at right. home yep. i do the multitasking thing and so the subtitles don't usually work for someone like me because mm -hmm. then yeah. you have to pay attention right. so that was definitely a barrier but just because i obviously being a korean american wanted to go see what this movie was about uh asked my mom if she'd like to go see it again mm -hmm. and she did not give me a clue as to what was going to happen in the movie yeah. whatsoever. Uh -huh. So when things started to take a turn in the middle, I had no idea what was going to happen yes. and, or that any of that was going to happen. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, well, that's interesting to hear that you were as surprised as we are. I was shocked. Yeah, it really does take, actually. I don't think I've recovered still. Right, um, and so and so you're, th this, I mean, I don't know if we can define it as a what genre it fits into, but it sounds like this isn't normally one that you'd be like, this, this is right up my alley. Yes, normally I like a bow at the end of a film. Uh -huh. I like a happy more a happy ending yeah. like comedy action movies yeah. those kinds of yeah. those kinds of films yeah for sure um and actually i'm gonna chunk <laughs> this is what we do when we have a piece of evidence oh right so with, a, with a guest it's like should i be embarrassed about these dumb things we do no <laughs> okay i'm gonna chunk in with this piece of evidence i actually think that's one of the reasons it's uh, it's perfect so i will mm -hmm. say to you i don't know if i actually like this movie <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I think I love it, but I don't know if I like it. <laughs> like, That's a good way to put it, dude. But it does. I think one of the reasons why I think it's perfect is that it, I, I don't know what genre it is. It's mm -hmm. genre mm -hmm. defying, uh, defying mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so right. I think that every time, it, I, I'm thinking of the first time I saw it in particular, every time I think I get what I'm watching, it's not that anymore. And mm -hmm. so uh, there, there's a point about like half an hour in where I'm like, okay, this is like a comedy right. about a family kind of scamming their way in one by mm -hmm. one to, mm -hmm. uh, into, into a, rich a rich family's life. And I was like, okay, I kind of recognize this. I don't know what movie it reminds me of, but I kind of like the idea. And I think mm -hmm. that's where I, I read that Bong Joon-ho got the idea because he used to be a tutor. When oh, he was young. Okay. And so he and his friends would talk about, wouldn't it be fun if we all pretended we didn't know each other and we all started working for this family together? <laughs> and so that feels very much like, what a fun comedy, right? Yes. And so I felt like, okay, I locked into that. This is fun. And then it all of a sudden is not fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's that, that long scene where they're, even before the people under the stairs part mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where they're. Oh my goodness. Even just when the housekeeper returns. Right. That's that they're trapped Honestly, when in the she's house. At, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. When, well, when she is at the door and they're answering yeah. the door and then you see her mm -hmm. all of a sudden it takes a hard turn from mm -hmm. there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's some sort of like, 
stealth hiding thriller thing that's going yeah. on. It turns into a thriller, which and then eventually becomes a horror sort of, you know, like. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> horror elements in yep. it. Definite horror elements in it. Yeah. But so kind of so over the top that mm. I I could handle it. Yeah. But I it, it's not like a horror genre. Mm-hmm. But then it has the gore. Of There's gore, yes. right? Which you don't <laughs> see coming. And that that's right. a, they lull you into that, right? Like oh my and then goodness. all of a sudden yes. people are falling down the stairs and hitting their head like hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> And there's that like wet smacking going on and there's blood spurting. And so this is all before it actually even is what the movie is about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. There's this scene that I think is the most uncomfortable part for me, which is when Mr. Kim is under the couch and Mm -hmm. hears Mr. Park talking about him. Mm. Right. And how he smells. Yes. And my skin at that point just begins to crawl. Right. Where it's like, then there's this like deep-seated fear that everybody has about what do people say about me mm. behind my back and how horrible it is when you hear it out loud. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the end of the movie and you're like, wait a minute, this was about something much bigger than any of those pieces. Right. And that is a really incredible thing to pull off well. And so mm-hmm. I think that's my first piece of evidence that to be able to pull so many genres off into a cohesive thing is pretty mm. incredible. It's good, yeah. dude. So I knew there was going to be some twists and turns and like even okay. the cover yeah. art, I was like what what is the line, you know, there in the graphic design. Their, their eyes it. are barred out yeah. or whatever. Like I was yeah. like something's yeah. going to happen. So like I knew something was going to happen the whole time. So I had this kind of I I wouldn't say this would would be like in, in my evidence, but I had this kind of just visceral feeling the whole time of like something's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. And and so I was honestly the 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 movie made me feel like really nervous the whole time and uh-huh. like the whole time even sure. from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I remember seeing Meet the Parents with a really really anxious friend. <laughs> and I remember uh-huh. like and I you know like the the entire time they were just running like they couldn't watch it. They had to get up halfway through like this is this is <laughs> Oh my goodness. And but like yeah. I had a little bit of this It was the, too real for them. Yeah, that's uh-huh. <laughs> I've been through this. <laughs> so G, you said you didn't you didn't know the turn, right? You didn't know that it was going to no, turn. Uh, and so did you did you other... did you sense that at the beginning that something was no. going to happen? No. So okay. I forgot to mention too, just the sheer title of the movie also was right. not mm. something that I was drawn to. Sure. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had told a couple of friends of mine who they're big movie buffs, you have to get past the title because oh, there were already all these elements Good. that were barriers Mm -hmm. not just the subtitle but they didn't want to see a movie called parasite and i said that i feel like it was in a way not the best title for the whole story Mm -hmm. i guess at the end of the day that maybe the translation of what parasite means in korean for the whole story is why they chose that name i don't Mm -hmm. know i I, i'm not well versed enough to know this side of it but it was definitely it kept these friends of mine from watching for yet another year. Huh. Okay. Yeah. But that was a huge barrier f- for me. But no, even with the title, I did not expect what kind of, what took place. So, so who do you think, okay, we were talking about this before the break. Who do you, wh- when they say parasite, who is the parasite? Who has a parasitic relationship? 
So I think the way that my mom was explaining it was because there are actual residents that do, do live in these underground mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. basement type homes that that I believe the way she was explaining it to me, I could be wrong. There's probably going to be listeners that are being like, no, that is so not right. That that might be the term for those oh, okay. who live in oh, I those see. kinds of situations. Yeah. I don't know. If okay. if, I, if I'm if i wrong, no, no, yeah. then sorry. I, I think <laughs> no. that's what she was trying to explain to me. Okay, that's very interesting. So in the, we, we read kind of like the the box. We, we always read the VHS box description. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading up to the mm-hmm. trial. Now, this obviously wasn't on VHS. We found the Blu-ray, <laughs> yeah. and it did say that very thing that the people living under the stairs like were the the parasite. Right. Right. So yeah, she did I, explain I, I, it. Absolutely. Right. That's, okay. That's probably the most okay, understood. Okay. So I, I thought it was my no, broken. I think that's true. Okay. I thought it was my broken um, Korean that was maybe that's what she said, and I'm not sure if that's what she, she was saying, and had a hard time. That, that, that could but, okay. be another that's... turn that the movie takes where. I love that you mentioned the title because it is it's an intriguing title but it's not like Parasite to me sounds like a horror right. type of a genre thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and that can be definitely. a definite block to people, right? It was for me. <laughs> like you'll hear all the time like I love all movies except for horror, right? And and so Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I even maybe something like if it had been titled like People Under the Stairs or something where it's like okay, at least I know that it's a <laughs> horror movie going in parasite feels a little right. bit like that even that makes you nervous going in like i don't even know right ambiguous and so right the, when i when i the first half of the movie was like oh i get it it's because these th- this kind of lower class lower caste people living in poverty are kind of leeching off of this rich family that must be what the title means i had to ask my mom after we saw the movie, why huh. did they name it yeah. this movie? Mm-hmm. I don't understand mm-hmm. that. Is this something right. that I'm not understanding because I'm mm-hmm. an English speaker? Mm-hmm. And she, okay. she explained that to me. So I still didn't right. get yeah. it even okay. after watching it. Well, but that, so that's that's what I was thinking the whole time, though, was like, are they the parasites? Mm-hmm. Like right. there, there's there's like a symbiote. We, we played a clip from How to Train Your Dragon earlier. <laughs> And there's like the difference between like a symbiotic relationship and a parasitic relationship. And so like one is you get something without something in return. And then one is there's things flowing back Mm -hmm. and forth. And so I do feel like they both could be seen in that way. Like the Kims were getting something from the parks, but the parks are also getting something from the Kims. So I I guess Mm -hmm. before the people under the stairs happened the reveal that's kind of what my brain was analyzing like yeah. where is the parasitic relationship who is the parasite right and then i guess ultimately it could be about them as well mm-hmm. since they were the unknown but i guess that's not something you want to reveal on a poster right. or... that's true you have a <laughs> right. long paragraph <laughs> in about, a trailer well they're parasites in this way and they're parasites in... yeah but it's it's fun to talk about though i think if they had titled it people under the stairs the whole time i would have been waiting for the people where are the, the people stairs. yeah definitely you're like because right. right. it was literally halfway halfway in between and you're mm-hmm. like what because like part of my like visceral feeling about this movie was like the so like the antagonist of this movie to me is everything blowing up Okay, because I feel like you can like each character in in their own way. I, I, I maybe I'm reading that wrong, but like to me, the thing that was causing me like fear or something was this is gonna blow up. Yeah. So like the perfect example mm-hmm. for me was the scene when they're they go they go camping, 
Mm-hmm. So they're they're going on this. It was like I think a birthday camping trip. Yeah, yeah. For the for the mm-hmm. sun. For the sun. Yeah. yeah, And they're just like living it up in the coolest house I've ever seen. Like, right. which I read is not a, a real house. I thought for sure this is a okay. real house. They built that house for the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Was it probably on some stage lot? <laughs> uh, yeah, they they had an upper floor stage. Like they, they built the upper floor, and then next to it they built the lower basement slash like like you know behind the book behind the the case mm-hmm. or whatever set mm-hmm. but you would mm-hmm. i i was convinced this must be some crazy amazing house in seoul or something like mm-hmm. that or i'm sure they had to have gotten the idea from oh sure maybe yeah. real ones yeah. that are out there sure. you know especially the bunker idea mm. oh man yeah definitely because you were saying that your mom was telling you that that is that's there are bunkers. Oh, well, actually, they maybe even mention it in the movie. Well, no, no. So she wasn't talking about the ones that oh. lived in the basement. She was talking about the ones oh, that live under, right. like, their as home. In the, yes, yeah, I see. Okay, the street home. got it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. I think at one point in the movie they say, yeah, lots of architects build a bunker in their home for because for of North, North Korea. Korea. In case right. North Korea, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. They do say that in the movie. Yeah. So that scene, though. They're just drinking a lot. I mean, like, I actually, there was a lot of alcohol consumed. I mean, like, I don't even know, like, that was a lot. Right. So they're drinking a ton. <laughs> they're eating a ton. They're wrecking the house. Uh-huh. And, like, the whole uh-huh. time I'm like, but something's going to happen and they're going to come home. Yeah. Like, I was, uh-huh. like, so worried. So so I was worried about the wrong thing, to be honest. I was just worried about <laughs> them so coming messy. home. I think that's, I think they want you yeah. to be right. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. The That, that was, was going to happen. They were going to come home. It's going to be like funny music's going to play. Ha ha, just kidding. We were just, we're all actually a family. And then it's like, it all falls apart. <laughs> Somehow they but live that, together sure. from then on or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So sometimes we do strickens from the record, which is... You can't take this into account in in the trial, okay? Okay. Um, how they were able to continue on with that evening after having consumed that much Icy. alcohol, right. yeah, was like I don't because because like somehow she pulls it together, mm-hmm. throws all the the mess just underneath the couch, right, and then yep. makes Ramdon real quick, makes that sirloin. And then, like, welcomes them back. And, like, I just don't know how when they came home. That's a stricken from the record for me. How when they came home, having consumed so much alcohol with such a mess, they were able to <laughs> fix all that in, like, five minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. And then sneak around, yeah. like. But you're at that point, right. it's like, it, it's almost like a monster movie where somebody's hiding. Mm. And you're yes. just like, and and. Like a Jurassic Park kind of thing where if you turn the corner and the dinosaur sees you, then you're dead. And so you have to time. There's a lot of like, and this also could be maybe with a different score, be played as like, like if someone's coming down the stairs, somebody's going up, somebody's under their table. You have to show all aspects, right? I mean, I guess to your point, Anthony, I think of like when you see a bomb mm-hmm. about to go off and mm-hmm. it's counting down that's it 10 minutes but it's actually 30 right. minutes of movie <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's it yeah that that was the feeling it was mm-hmm. the feeling of this bomb is gonna go off <laughs> yep. and everything's gonna come crashing down but right then halfway in it is when the the big reveal mm-hmm. and then it's like okay that's mm-hmm. not actually what i'm as worried well it, it's still you're worried about all of this exploding but then it becomes about something totally totally different um and then 
they're, they have to then not only make this food, clean up the house, but they're also having a fight, mm-hmm. like a massive fight in the middle of mm-hmm. all the, and it. And it's one of those fights that has to be like silent. You know what I mean? That also yep. like really ramped up the tension. Like we need to mm-hmm. not only have this be revealed to them what's ha- upstairs, what's happening, but we also need to take care of all that's going downstairs without them hearing it. Yeah. And then the mom's incredible. Chaos. It was, yeah. Mass chaos. <laughs> Definitely. So uh, the house yes. itself was going to be one of my evidences that I just think the way the house is set up is so awesome mm-hmm. to tell the story of kind of the, even the wealth disparity thing that's going on. So I'm glad mm-hmm. G mm-hmm. reminded me of that. It's not just, there's not just a downstairs in that house. The Kim family lives under the ground in their regular mm-hmm. lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Where if somebody's fumigating in the alley or if there's a flood. Right. They take advantage of the fumigation. Yeah. yeah. And right. so they, they're they always kind of, uh, they're beholden to that environment, them living under. Yeah. I noticed... I watched it again for this podcast and I noticed something that I didn't notice the first time because I've only seen mm-hmm. it the one other time because it's not <laughs> right. in my mm-hmm. genre. Yeah. Like, I've got to watch that every week while I'm doing laundry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I noticed at the end when the family was mm-hmm. leaving the house how many flights of stairs they mm-hmm. had to keep going down mm-hmm. and then kept going down and they kept going wow. down and it kept showing... They went further down, further down until they got back to their house, which again, they had to descend to get into. Oh, right. Yeah. Even within the city, they're going down and down. Yes. 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 I didn't, I don't, I never noticed how many, like just the symbolism Mm -hmm. of, they just had to descend back into their real world, you know? That is super interesting. It's almost like there was this feeling of you always want to be above somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Or like there's like, you know, well, now I'm here, so that places you down here. And these people are up here, so I'm mm-hmm. beneath them, but at least I'm up above you. Yeah. So like that is mm-hmm. super interesting symbolism, just stairs, even the even the the street leading down from their house. Right. Yeah. Right. All downhill. And like when he yep. when he first goes to meet them, it's an upward journey. Uh-huh. Right. Like right. he comes out of the steps, then he goes up and up and up and then uh, rings the doorbell and then goes up two flights of stairs. That's pretty amazing right. cinematography. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a brilliant, brilliant writer. Yes. I'm going <laughs> to chunk in one more time because right. it, this has to do with something too. So one of the reasons why I think <laughs> this movie really works for me is, and I'll try to explain this. I think it's a movie about society without clubbing you over the head with the fact that mm. it's an all caps movie about society. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so I was thinking about <laughs> yes. um, Snowpiercer. Mm. Yes. Which I think yes. is like, here's a really cool idea that you see the class systems lined up in train cars. If people haven't seen mm-hmm. that movie, I think all three of us have seen that movie, I'm guessing, right? Um, yes. So yes, I did go see it. On, I was just talking about with Anthony. Okay. Your recommendation. Right. Week. I watched that that one right away after we talked last. So that one is like, mm-hmm. I mean, I love Snowpiercer and it's like a post-apocalyptic. The only people left on earth are split up into classes based on what car and the, the mm-hmm. caboose is the poorest and the engine is the richest and then there's a story told there. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a very clear 
this is what this movie is about. It's about society. It's about class. And you're like, I get it. And I like it. This mm-hmm. movie is just feels like maybe it's because it switches genres so much or something. It just feels so much less like in your face about it. Right. Exactly. Or like, get it. Yeah. See yeah. my, my boys and I have a joke where if something is like, if you can see the strain in a movie or like, it's like you can see that they're just trying to get you to understand. We just look at each other and say, this, this really says a lot about society. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we can see that uh, was funny, Anthony, that we mentioned that Joker came out the same year. That's what Joker felt like to me. Like, right. wow, this really says mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, it's a, it's about Joker, but really it's about society. And I'm just right, like, forget society. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. But mm-hmm. this movie is so well written that I think we could talk for another two hours about everything it was about, but it doesn't seem like it's trying mm-hmm. To make sure you totally get what it's about. And I just, I love that about it for some reason. Yeah, definitely had more subtlety to it. Yeah. And I mean, I left, I left the movie going, that was one of the Mm -hmm. most original Mm. and unexpected movies I'd ever seen. I still didn't know how Uh I felt about if I liked it. Like you said earlier, you don't, you don't know if you like the movie, but you love the movie. (laughs) I definitely had to sit on it for a little bit of time. Uh And even wonder, can I recommend this to anybody? Great point. That is a great point. <laughs> because of yeah. it being so uh-huh. out there, but it it just had it just had me processing yeah. a lot more mm-hmm. after the fact. Yeah, so original. <laughs> yeah, Anthony was reading the other movies that were coming out that year, and it was like this one stands out. Right. Yeah. Here, I'm going to chunk in on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's totally my evidence, dude. Is I love his unique voice, mm-hmm. first of all. Yeah. Like, I love that he just, he writes, like you said, like he was inspired by those conversations he was having, like, as a tutor, growing, like, mm-hmm. when he was when he was doing that when he was younger. Like, wouldn't that be amazing if? And then he just wrote that story out beautifully, and it's like, here's what it is. And so what we were talking about earlier, G, in the movies that came out that year... Mm-hmm. So the movies that came out that year were almost all, and this has been for quite a while, but almost all franchise, yep. sequels, uh, reboots, or reboots mm-hmm. or superhero movies. Yeah, interesting. So, so not not much originality no. is what you're yes. saying. Yes, and so this is just completely original, like something yeah. I'd never seen before. Never seen before. Nope. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I think the closest. Prior to that would be something like Get Out. Yes. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have seen that one. We, we, did, we did an episode on that. And I was actually thinking about the, the we, we've seen it. So the American version of like a comedy thriller mm-hmm. with a social message, uh-huh. you get Get Out, right? Yes. Get Out. Yes. I was like, I get it. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, and, totally. And almost I was like, even though there were surprising things, I was like, that that's a story I understood, and I can have a conversation about mm-hmm. race around it, and I, and I feel like e- even a little bit capable of having a conversation mm-hmm. about this movie. After Parasite, I was like, <laughs> my dad asked me, should I see Parasite? And I was like, I don't know. That's what I said. I said I don't know, but I feel like you would appreciate it to yeah. some of my friends who are the moviegoers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I mean. Gee, you're Korean American. Sounds like you're, you're, is your mom first mm-hmm. generation? 
Yes. So, well, I, we call it different. So she, there, my parents were the first to immigrate in our family. Okay. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. So I, I will confess to you, part of the time I was like, maybe I just don't get it because I'm mm-hmm. a white guy, a Western guy who mm-hmm. likes E.T. <laughs> <laughs> and so Parasite is beyond me. There must be so much in here that a <laughs> Korean person would understand. And so there's a little bit of like either shrug that off or maybe even feel weird about it. I, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if, if the experience was different for you as a Korean American. Like were there things that you were just like, I get the class system thing that's going on here maybe differently? I did, but because I've been here most of my mm-hmm. life as well. I mean, I came here when I was two years old, so right. I don't even remember mm-hmm. Korea as a baby. But I had I just I had a lot of okay. questions myself afterwards. There were d- definitely some things that as a Korean watching it, mm-hmm. I, I understood a little, probably a little bit more than maybe the average Western viewer. But sure. at the same time, I left pretty okay. confused about some things and just had a lot of questions. Why am I so relieved to hear that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we we mentioned earlier, at least when when us three were talking before we started recording, the Ramdan. Mm-hmm. Ramyan. Oh, I'm so sorry. What? That's okay. How Pronounce it? it again, G. So there's so it's ramen the the Amer- Americans pronounce uh-huh. it ramen R A M E N but Koreans pronounce it ramen mm-hmm. okay and the actual dish is japagetti which is uh, prepackaged ramen uh-huh. noodles with the black noodle yeah. sauce okay. that okay. they make so there's actually like three names for it wow. that you could call it okay. but. <laughs> The official name for the dish itself is japagetti, and then she added uh, right. the sirloin, yeah, that beef, beef in there. Yeah, yes. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> so <Just> drooling. <laughs> I was just like, that looks amazing. Well, I feel, I feel like, oh, man, I just must have read it wrong because I thought it said R A M D O N in the subtitles. Maybe like, I mean. So it could be that the noodles they used was, I did see, I did happen to notice Uh she used a couple Uh of packages. It wasn't just one brand. It was a couple of packages in there. And I'm guessing if you saw that, it meant like maybe there were some udon noodles in there. There I don't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's my guess. So (laughs) when I watched that, this this happens when you're watching like Food Network or... Uh-huh. Or a movie, like I mean, like Julie and Julia. Uh-huh. I remember the feeling of watching <laughs> yep. that movie, just like, oh my gosh, like the bruschetta. I want those tomatoes. I I, like, I remember she's... eating right. so much during that movie, <laughs> just because I was yeah, like I so hungry. <laughs> we wanted to like cook through the, uh-huh. the Julia Child cookbook, and then we're like, wait, that's way too much work, but it looks so good. And not enough pictures um, in that cookbook. <laughs> oh, I like yeah, my cookbooks well, to have we... big color pictures in them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Jamie Oliver one. Remember, we cooked yeah. over through. Quite, quite a bit of that. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I was watching that by myself. I taught some bassoon lessons virtually, and then I watched the movie, and I was like, dang it, I have nothing in here. That, <laughs> you know, like, it's like I have cereal. <laughs> and I do have, I did have some ramen. So actually, truth be told, I made ramen, uh-huh. um, but it was like the roast. You were halfway okay, there. It was the roasted chicken flavor, though. It was super lame. I like, it's like, this is bland compared to what like that looks like. But you said that, after the movie, oh my gosh. you went out with your mom. I would love to know yes, what you guys ate. Yeah, what did you eat? Maybe what that conversation was like mm-hmm. post the movie. Yes. So in an actual restaurant, so the packaged version mm-hmm. is called okay. japagetti. 
and getty mean like it's oh, part okay. of spaghetti. So oh. japaghetti is mm-hmm. part of that word. Um, that's the prepackaged version that you can buy in stores. At a restaurant, which there are, interestingly enough, there are Chinese restaurants all over the world, not just in America, where typically you will find that not all Chinese restaurants carry this, but it's Chinese restaurants that have Korean-speaking Chinese owners. Hmm. There's a region of China where Mm -hmm. all of them speak Korean, and there's because I've I've been to restaurants in Sydney where they serve this as well, but you won't find it at most Chinese restaurants. It has to be specific to Korean-speaking okay. Chinese mm. owners, and they will serve a dish called jajangmyeon. So japaghetti is jajang, and then myeon means noodles in Korean as well. And then the like I said, prepackaged is japaghetti. The dish in a restaurant is jajangmyeon. So I said to my mm-hmm. mom, I really want to go get some jajangmyeon after this movie. So we did. <laughs> and then we just kind of dissected awesome. some parts where I mainly I didn't understand what the title was for. And can mm-hmm. you explain mm. um, even their living situation, all those things? So, yeah. And then now she was willing to go see it twice. So did she like it? Yeah, she liked it. Yeah. Great. I think more than anything, maybe not so much the movie itself. I think there was just that element of pride mm-hmm. because it came mm-hmm. from a Korean director. It was a Korean movie that was doing yes. well in America, mm-hmm. especially as a first gen, and just seeing how much uh, it was being well received all over the yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. And then I even took a New, New York a, a trip to New York within a few weeks of having seen the movie, and they had it featured at a top restaurant in it ordered that straight off the menu. Really? They even had the Parasite poster really? oh, um, cool. thing inside. Yeah. Yep. That's it was awesome. delicious. <laughs> I probably awesome. spent too much money on on what was probably pre-cap package. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's in New York too, so they can charge whatever right. they want. <laughs> Had to have it. There was something interesting even to the food. So like I heard an interview where they were talking about this and that the the ramen or ramyan was kind of like considered like a lower class food, hmm. right? But then Yeah, cuz I mean it's it's prepackaged. Right. You okay. can buy it for like a dollar at the grocery mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so then is, was that addition to of the sirloin then? Did that like class it up? Yeah, so then they topped it with sirloin. Okay. Right, to be like, which okay. I had never seen that until the uh-huh. movie, and but it made me just want to go get the yeah, general yeah. dish. <laughs> so I guess Bang Joon was saying, you know, that's even the layers are even there. Mm. Uh-huh. So you've got the, the 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 high class food of the sirloin with the low class with of, like the instant ramen. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then she, the mom, Mrs. Park, like right, she wouldn't eat it, right? Like she's made it for a kid, but then then. Right, like there was something. I feel like a, a a little moment right there. Did did she end up eating it? Yes. Then she ate it all. I can't. She ended up eating it yes. all. That's what and it the was. kids didn't get any because it's delicious. Yeah. I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was thinking about this thing you were talking about, like symbiotic or parasitic or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. th- there's this dependence thing that's going on, which is like I I think that the the Kims are like economically dependent on the parks. But mm-hmm. the parks mm-hmm. are like practically dependent mm. on the mm-hmm. Kims. And mm. so you do have this like the set roles that they have and they're both kind of in those roles. And mm-hmm. then there's the, the movie feels like what if we broke out of that? 
there's that conversation that they have right before everything hits the fan, which is like, I could marry the daughter, like the the son. Right. The, the son uh, tutoring. The tu- yeah, the tutoring uh-huh. son yeah. is saying, mm-hmm. if I married this daughter, and then and then they're like, wow, then this could be our in-laws house. And then they're like, but then I would have to hire actors to play my parents. Mm. And it, you right. just realize yeah. the mess that happens when you try to break that any societal norms that are happening there. And so then yeah. I like also mm. that scene where Mrs. Park eats the noodles because it's mm-hmm. just like, I told you to make them for my kids, but I actually like them, but I don't want anybody to know that I like these noodles. And so I'm just going <laughs> to eat them all. Uh, That's right. It, it just feels so complicated within what's supposed to be kind of a set structure of where you're supposed yeah. to, how so you're web supposed of to lies act. Yeah. Breaking apart. Yeah. Here, dude, I'm going to, ch- I'm yeah. going to chunk in here real quick. Okay, great. All right, so we were mentioning this, the pride that your mom had of this being a Korean mm-hmm. movie. And my second piece of evidence here is this is a history-making movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the first foreign language film to win Best Picture, mm-hmm. as we mentioned before. And that's amazing that it broke a barrier. And right. I'm hoping that... More and more people will see more and more movies like this, mm-hmm. that more and more people will celebrate people that look different, people that have a different yes. story, people that have a different culture. And I I just feel like that was really important because like we're, you know, we're kind of people that are, I mean, all humans are like we're based off of stories and narratives. And so mm-hmm. I think the more that we see and learn mm. from other people's stories, uh, you know, maybe that'll bring some more shalom to the world. I was wondering, so you did this post. I was wondering, like, you love movies. Yes. Are you a person that watches the Oscar? Like, do you watch the Oscars? Do you have, I like, do. A, a party? It's, fu- or- it's funny. <laughs> I went through a phase of when I moved, do I get cable mm-hmm. or do I just go with something mm-hmm. like Hulu? Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't ever go strictly to something where I could watch something the next day because they didn't have the award right. shows. They could. I couldn't watch... Yes live TV with not just award shows, but like the Today Show, when it's mm-hmm. happening, things like that. But oh, I love um, I'm a show. huge, any kind of award show, I tune in for all of them. You're, yes. spe- you're speaking our <laughs> language. Some people, this is like football, right? They can't not go streaming because of sports. And I'm like, but what about my Emmys? Right. I have to watch all of them. And the, the year that Parasite got nominated and the year before I was on a big... I had movie pass mm-hmm. and then I had the AMC mm-hmm. A-list thing. And so I was watching every movie under yeah. the sun. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when Parasite won. And the Oscar goes to Parasite. Like, what did you do? Like, what was your so, feeling? I think I cried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that that could happen. Mm-hmm. Was that the same year that 1917 was? It was. Yes. And I think that was the favorite, right? I think everybody thought that was going to win. I thought that 1917 Mm -hmm. was going to win because I think it had won the Golden Globes and a couple of other situations. So I I went in sort of, we actually did like a little ballot, a Mm -hmm. bunch of us did that. And I did like a wishful thinking. What you want. Would be Parasite. Yes. But realistically, I thought 1917 was going to win. So when it didn't, at first I was shocked, but then I actually was really overwhelmed because, first of all, I don't know, most people wouldn't know this, but that translator that travels with mm-hmm. the director, she is 
brilliant, on mm. point. She mm. not only translates word for word, she also is able to translate the emotion awesome. and yeah. the unspoken things that he, because as a bilingual person, I was able to actually understand, mm. oh yeah, that is actually what yeah. he said, but not just okay. what he said, like what he meant to say. Because he, in his speech, he was talking about like, oh, I'm going to go drinking all night or I can't remember what it was, but it was yes. very whimsical, right? His speech was so it was, fun. But like, it was exactly what okay. he said. Yeah. And I was able to actually confirm with friends, no, that is... Through and huh. through, she's so good because I saw her in so mm. many interviews, mm. like on late night shows and other award ceremonies yeah. where she would have to translate. And um, she just did such a brilliant job. And just seeing all the representation of the cast up mm -hmm. on the stage, mm. yeah. celebrating, having never seen that before, it was, it was really momentous. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. I loved yeah. in his speech how he celebrated everybody else first. Mm, mm -hmm. Like he just seemed yeah. like he has like a humility about him. Like, I can't believe I'm here. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. so amazing. Just to be nominated is awesome. And then I won. But he was like, yeah. but uh, who was it? Uh, Quinn Tarantino, mm -hmm. Scorsese was there. Yeah, I right? mean, he was yeah, up Mendes. against like some it's heavy like, hitters. Yeah. yeah, this is... Yeah, you're right. Like, I mean... Oh, yeah, because he would say like, I would study... Yeah. Um, Scorsese, mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. study. Yes, he he talked about all of them, and with that humility that you're talking mm -hmm. about, of it, sh it it shouldn't be me up here because <laughs> I'm sitting here like learning from all of you guys still to yeah. this day, and you're the you're the one that wrote the textbook on this and that. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I absolutely loved that. Yeah, me too. I I almost hate to bring this up, but I was looking back at my Instagram around the time that this oh, here we go. came out. Let's not everyone was happy about this win. Right. Here we go. I just want to read you a little quote. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. If, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but I'm going to. Another speech. <laughs> go for it. And if we if we have to edit it out, it's okay. This person said, <laughs> "How bad were the Academy Awards this year?" And then the crowd this person was speaking to booed, boo in Colorado Springs. The winner is a movie from South Korea. What the hell was that all about? <laughs> we got problems with South Korea with trade, and on top of it. They give them the best movie of the year. I just wanted to, I just want to tell you I had some searing social commentary. <laughs> In case people don't know who we're talking about, this is uh, the former former president. Yeah. Um, I wrote, I cannot okay. fathom how people could cheer for and not cringe at something so embarrassingly obtuse, purposefully ignorant, and blatantly ethnocentric as this. Seriously, it boggles my mind. Trump. You're like the xenophobic uncle I never had, <laughs> oh. and I I never I never post po political stuff on my Insta. The, he never says that. She never says that. The one time I posted about Trump, I couldn't handle it. Gee, it was because it was about movies too, and I was so offended. <laughs> I was like, "How dare you!" Oh my goodness! It just I I just mentioned that because of the humility that you guys are talking about that mm -hmm. Bong Joon Ho had. It's just like. And the beauty of what happened that night, and I, I wanted to make, this is what I was talking about, G, that I wanted you to ask, I wanted to ask you about that mm -hmm. translator, because it just mm -hmm. seemed so, like so full of joy mm -hmm. and so humble and grateful. And also like, I, I do feel like he probably also thought, my, my movie is good. 
Like, I actually think it was the best movie of the year. This is me speaking. But I wonder if he thought that, mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, the Irishman, the Irishman was good. It was four hours long. It was boring. Scorsese doesn't need another Oscar. They should give it to me. <laughs> and, but he never said that. And so I just love that you can be a person with power and celebrity and actually still be humble. And I think that comes mm-hmm. out in all the movies he makes. And it's just so impressive to me. I would say mm. he probably... Even if he were to have thought along the way those kinds mm-hmm. of thoughts, he probably thought there is no yeah. way a foreign language film well, yeah. Yeah. with subtitles would ever win Best mm-hmm. Picture. Hmm. And it was it probably was as long shot of a, a movie as right. it could, come, yeah. could be, you know. Yep, it's it's kind of inaccessible to people that are only used to a certain thing. It's got subtitles. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a foreign language film. It's a little strange. And mm-hmm. so, and it had never happened before, like you said, Anthony, right. like it, it, it would have to break some sort of norm for it to happen. And it yeah. still won. Well, even the Hollywood foreign press, right? Mm-hmm. Right before that in the Golden Globes gave it best international feature. Right. And then 1917 right. won. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if he did feel Stephen, like, yep, this is my best work. Yeah. And this is. He would never have said it. Right. <laughs> right. Have, or maybe even have, have thought it to or completion. Or be like, it can't happen. Right. It can't happen. Yeah. You know, like this doesn't happen. And so I guess I mm-hmm. love it when things that would be in my evidence is I love it when things that you don't think can happen mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Just like the right moment right. happens to the right person. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully this doesn't go too off topic. But I think prior to that, movies like Crazy Rich mm-hmm. Asians and another mm-hmm. one. Um, the Farewell. Yes, The mm-hmm. Farewell. And there was another one where um, it was about a kidnapped girl, John oh, oh, right. Cho yeah, yeah. was in it. But they were all kind of back to back mm-hmm. to back. And I, I feel like it was sort of like things were opening mm-hmm. up and opening up and opening up. Sure. And, and now it's not still, it's still not the norm. It's still not yeah. in, you know, pervasive, I would say, in culture. But now the doors have been opened for potential more like this. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I mean Minari was nominated yes. this year and Oh my gosh, it was so good. Nomad Land mm-hmm. who Chloe Zhao director, right? right. She she won. So th- there's there's I love Nomad Land. It feels I like love some Nomadland. sort of opening, right? Which is Yeah. Mm-hmm. despite what some people would want. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking these vagaries, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, it's so it's so awesome to me when things open up yeah. and, and and people are more widely exposed to different stories. It rules. I agree. Can we just talk yeah. about the ending? I'm uh, you. You had talked about yeah. Gee, like you like you like a movie with a bow, right? <laughs> The first time I saw the movie, I thought the ending meant one thing. And the second time I saw the movie, I thought the ending meant another thing. I'm just wondering if anybody has any thoughts. on. What did you, what did you think I, the first and second I time? I thought the first time I saw it, I was like, this is a way for them to, like his, the letter he's writing to his dad about the dream he has of buying the house, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw it, I was like, that's a nice way to wrap up kind of a complicated movie. Mm-hmm. without it feeling too clean, right? But we get to see kind of what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Then the second time I thought, this is the saddest ending of any movie I've ever seen because that is mm-hmm. never going to happen. They mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they cut back from his fantasy to him back in that crappy downstairs apartment. And mm-hmm. I felt like I cried because I was like, you can't just, it's not, 
so simple as you just decide you want to make money and then you make money. I think maybe what he's saying is the tragedy of all this is it's never going to happen. And Mm. this is just the way things are. So I actually don't know which is which, um, but I'm, I'm wondering what you guys think. Remind me, did he actually come outside? He, good question. I think... Right. I, or was that a fantasy? I, th- I think, See, no, that's a, so th- I think that was what I wasn't quite sure. He's writing this letter to his dad that's laying out that plan. I will buy the house right. and then you will be able to finally come up. So that wasn't us seeing the no, future? Uh, well, I don't think, or we don't I know. Don't know. See, that's, I totally remember. Okay. So I've only seen it once. I, I yeah. should go back and watch it again. Seeing as we're talking about the ending, I, I thought that was actually possible that that actually did happen and that we were seeing sure. it. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? So I heard that this is going to become an HBO miniseries. <laughs> no way. Of course, that? everything is. <laughs> yeah. No way. So maybe they'll maybe they'll explain that more then. Uh, but I thought this is what happened because he's he's a smart, ingenuitive dude. Yep. Well, yes. yeah, because they infiltrated the entire yeah. household with his family. Yeah. Right. Like I. So I. I guess. Having only seen it once, I remember it as you, one of those movies where you see what happens as like a flash forward uh-huh. and then you go back to the present and this is where he's at. Maybe I read that wrong, but this is where he's at. He's in this, he's he's back where he was with the horrible Wi-Fi where you have to sit on the toilet right. to find the, mm-hmm. the signal way up high and that he was going to work his way up and do that. To get the dad out. And then he, and then that he walked out, out of the stairs. But, he did, but that now with now I'm wondering was that real okay. or was that yeah. just so I'm uh, do you want to re- read what Bong says? Sure. Or do you want it to remain oh, sure. a mystery? Okay. Oh, does he actually say? Yeah. So I just found this. According to Bong, the ending okay. implies that okay. Kiwu will not be able to earn the funds needed to buy the house, mm. as the final yeah. shot shows Kiwu still in the basement flat and recalls the first scene. Mm. Uh, the ending song, the, re- first the, the first scene, which is they were, they're back in the, the, the first scene oh. where they're in that basement flat. Oh, listen to this. It is estimated, he estimated that it would take approximately 564 years for Kiwu to earn enough money to purchase the house. <laughs> so exact, 564 <laughs> uh-huh. years. According to many interpretation, this dream, subscri- the, the dream, the letter thing subscribes to a bootstrapping mentality that it is unlikely to ever be achieved. So so your um, second conclusion I, I was... I think it's supposed to be a depressing, this is the class system that they're stuck in. So Interesting. But then it says, but nevertheless, he was optimistic. I'm pretty sure Kiwu is one of those bright kids. He'll come up with some idea and he would just go into the oh German gosh. family's house <laughs> and I think he would rescue his father. Even even the director <laughs> and writer can't can't be like, but I don't want that to happen. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> CG, I think you and I both we both want a movie with that bow, mm-hmm. and so maybe we almost. That's probably why I saw yeah, it that way. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> After all they put me through, I want, I want there to be a happy ending. <laughs> we at least projected a, a happy ending to right. the movie. Yep. <laughs> Wait, real quick, what happened at the end of Snowpiercer again? So, like, basically, is it just those two that are left? Yeah, they... Yeah. I saw it again for a second time. It also doesn't... And you know that's the dad from... Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. that's the dad from Parasite. I remember yes. it not being a completely tightly bowed 
ending either. I think they're out no, in the snow or something. But I do like a movie like Snowpiercer mm-hmm. where it's a little more action. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. I mean, they're hitting each other on the head with that rock and Parasite, right? Like that. Oh, my gosh. That Chekhov's gun at the beginning of the movie. Like, what is that rock for? Oh, I guess he's going to get brained with it at the, at the end of the movie. Right. Oh, my gosh. Oof. My friend was saying that because the same director obviously directed mm-hmm. both, that Snowpiercer is sort of like the horizontal story mm-hmm. and that a parasite is like the vertical version Ooh, I love of that. a similar type of idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's of great. Of trying to get from bottom to the top. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I just realized this morning while I was showering that the first Bong, Joo, Bong Joon-ho movie I saw was called The Host and this movie is called The Parasite. Or not the parasite, but parasite. I never made that connection hmm. before. I don't know hmm. if it's on purpose. Maybe he's just got a thing. Hmm. I bet it is yeah. on purpose. Well, <laughs> and speaking of food, dude, real quick, we got to, unless there's any, but anything else, like any last thoughts, I, I was just going to mention the food in Snowpiercer was the opposite of the food. <laughs> the, in, oh, those, God. I, I like love food in movies. Sick. <laughs> Bah. Oh, gross. The protein bars. I mean, I would much rather eat the gruel from uh, Matrix. I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I, I loved the smell theme in this mm, movie, mm-hmm. too, and the way that that was weaved through and how that was kind of the the thing at the end that really got the violence going was he saw him smell and be disgusted. And mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what it is that I just – love about the way that that was weaved in but um and maybe it's because it's so visceral i'm not yeah. sure and you and, and he was just intentional with coming full yeah. circle with that storyline yeah. of what triggered mm-hmm. all of the emotion and anger yeah that's that's what made him finally explode right right it, you know it, it's almost i don't know if it was like shame or something like mm-hmm. that like and he was really seeing the way that that guy saw how much lower mm-hmm. this dude is Right. And he had heard it in that scene, like we were talking about when he was above him. And then right right then, it's like, I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. just let's loose. Then, yep, let's yes. loose. <laughs> I, I also wonder if it's like it tapped into maybe even a universal, like, way that we're all afraid of how people not only see us, but how we smell. I, I don't know, like, that, that like, it... it to 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 have somebody grossed out by how you smell is just so degrading. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I I don't know. I just felt like I really connect with how horrible that would feel mm-hmm. for somebody yeah. to be disgusted by you in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good. All right. Well, listener, now it's up to you. Is Parasite a perfect movie? There's all sorts of ways for you to vote. You can go to our Instagram, website, Facebook, Twitter or Gmail. All of that is two gomers. Just watch for the poll. We're going to put that up and you can vote yes or no and let us know your thoughts. We will come back in a couple weeks and let you know the results. I want to just say some quick thanks to our webmaster, Adam, Jason for our graphics, Davis for our music, Annie for our social media. Our next movie is The Matrix. So prepare yourself, people. Watch The Matrix. Watch it twice. Watch it three times. That's so good. And I wanted to thank you, G, for coming on. It made our conversation so much richer. It was so fun. (laughs) Thank you so much. Hey, G, how can people find you on the Instas? 
Oh my goodness. It's just J-I-L-E-E-1-7. Cool. She's, hey. she's a good follow. If you want to stalk anybody, she's, she's a great stalk. <laughs> she's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And also, if anybody's in Atlanta, where could they go and support your business? Oh, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts? Mm-hmm. Um, we are the North Lake area, Duncan, on 3935 La Vista Road, Tucker, Georgia. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> You're about to experience so, the two goalers bump. They're, you're, they're, the yeah. line's going to be across the <laughs> around the block. Thanks for asking. We want to do a whole season. I texted you this, or at least an episode, The Gomers Run on Duncan. We have a whole other podcast about running, and so... We want to yes. do well when I <laughs> when I'm I in. visit I will for sure we gotta go to that Duncan. <laughs> Please okay, do. <laughs> and we'll do an episode. Maybe we could do an episode from inside. Yes. <laughs> oh, give man. you the grand behind the scenes oh, tour. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. We would have to. do I want to see. Yeah, the, the old fat. I, I still love the old fashioned. There's like a nutmeg or something in that mm. mm-hmm. that just makes me so, so happy. And I also I did have coffee this morning. Yes. From Duncan. Oh. I had the, the <laughs> new sunrise batch or something like that. Mm. And it has know. hints of cocoa and toasted nut. This is not oh a plug. Goodness. We're not being paid. But like <laughs> the toasted nut made me so happy. It reminded me of this Christian coffee shop we used to go to like in college and, mm. you know, have small group and stuff that toasted nut. So awesome. go out and get it, everybody. <laughs> oh, one more thing. It is May. And so I just want to say happy Mother's Day. To two uh, very yes, yes. special mothers who have uh-huh, influenced my uh-huh. life, Sarah Connor from Terminator uh. 2 <laughs> and the uh, xenomorph alien queen from Aliens. So thank you. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the man I, I am without you. And thank oh you so much. Gosh. And happy Mother's Day. Also, happy also Mother's Jessica. Day to my oh, actual mom and, and also Jessica. And, and, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and to your mom, too. Into your mom's oh, yeah. Thank you. I'll pass it the, on. W- okay, please do. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, great app. Super fun, man. All right. And happy watching The Matrix. 